Uh, Monica, I got a question for you. Okay. What time is it? What time is it? Uh, it's 12.57. No, it's summertime! Oh! Summertime. Summer, it's it summertime. summertime. It is summertime. Episode 13. This is Monica. I'm Aaron. You're in our basement right now, virtually. Uh, welcome. We're here on behalf of Cross Creek Community Church. Uh, what do we have for folks today, babe? We have uh, part two of our A Better Way series. So we're exploring this idea that mm. what we've been doing maybe isn't working so well. Mm. And perhaps there's a better way to do it. So last week, think this week. Like we said in the intro before the song, we are Cross Creek Community Church, and we are a church for people who don't normally go to church. So that means that you can watch this stuff online and it's okay. It's for you. It's for people who are looking to know more about following Jesus, or maybe they're just interested because it's popped up into their newsfeed, but we welcome you. We're glad you're here. Um, we're glad that you let us into your house or your phone or your TV or your computer, however you're watching. But we'd love to know that you are watching. So a great way to do that would be go to our um, online welcome card form. It's right here at this URL. You can do it on your phone, you can do it on your computer. Um, you can also just comment on the video, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook, and just let us know you're watching from where you're watching. Maybe it's from Salem, could be from Salem. Could be from the faraway land of Kaiser from the faraway land of Kaiser, or could be from- Turner. Turner. Even. Maybe, maybe Florida. Maybe Florida. Maybe, who knows? But let us know you're here, let us know you're watching. Say hi to us, we would love to hear from you. Um, so, speaking of commenting mm -hmm. online You can things, also like. Or you could like it, or heart it, or wow it. Or wow it. <clears throat> or laugh. You could. Anyway, speaking of comments hopefully. and reactions on Facebook. Hopefully you do. It seems like there's a lot of that going on. No, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, there totally is a lot of that going on. Yeah. Opinions flying here and, and beyond, to their and yon. Uh, So we're gonna play a really, we're saying hi, hello. And we're gonna play a really quick game here. I have a game called Ask Ace. We're gonna play a quick game and then, yes, you. And then we're gonna pass it over to our friend, John, who's the lead pastor of Cross Creek Community Church. He's gonna give his second message on love. Yes. Or on A Better a Way, better and way. this one's about love. Spoiler love alert. Spoiler alert, it's about love. I wrote it down. I'm not, well, I'm not looking, I can't see. I Even no if you could, you wouldn't be able to read that. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> My wife. Should've been She's a doctor. A doctor. <laughs> or she writes like one. Okay, here's the rules for the game, and you can play along. We'll put a link to some fun questions that you can ask somebody to get a good conversation going. Also, they can virtually judge me right now. Oh my gosh, they totally can. Yeah, you can virtually disagree or judge me. Or even on the online do that. Yeah. Because I, I could be so wrong about these. He's going to be wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm going to disagree with him. Tell us what you think. I Is... have to pick an opinion. Right? Yep. Okay. Is cereal soup? No. Obviously. It's what? not even warm. I mean, I know there's like gazpacho, but like, no. Okay, so your reason is because it's not warm? Yeah. Okay. Soup has to be warm, sorry. Okay, all right. Number two. 
Uh, what is the coolest name? Monica. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is the least cool name? I was going to say Aaron. I'll just go with that. I used to wish my name was Andrew when I was younger, which explains oh, a lot. That's yeah. sweet. I mean, I love my parents. They're great. They give me a great name. I think so a very... Name is good. Andrew. Yeah. What's the coolest guy name? Biff. Yeah. Biff. Like Biff and Sully on Sesame Street. Watch it. <laughs> okay. Coolest names are Biff and Monica. Great. I think we have a new nickname for you. No. All right. Uh, is... Ready? Oh, it's a yes or no. I got this. Number three. This one's a yes or no. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. No. I mean, it's, definitely not. It's between bread. Yeah, it's... No. You're sticking with no. It's no, because it's a it's a tube sausage. <laughs> it's, it I come from is. the land of tube sausage. It's like not a sandwich. It's a separate thing. What is the land of tube sausages? Wisconsin. Oh, okay. It's like... I don't understand your question. Okay, next. All right. Um, what is the number one funniest joke? Oh, I can't, I can't say that one. What's green and, <laughs> it has some words in it. Okay. What's green and invisible? This cabbage. Yes, that's a favorite. That's my favorite. I don't my know if that's jokes. the funniest joke, but that's the only joke I can remember. That's Therefore, the I, I think it's the, the top funniest. Of my head that didn't have some words in it. You can comment your funniest joke in the comments. Number five. <laughs> Are you ready? If animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Wow. This one I'm having to think about, actually. Mm -hmm. The rudest animal. You can take your time thinking because I can edit this part out. Probably probably a peacock just because they're like, just so like, they just have to be in the conversation <laughs> in your ear right now. It's partly the feathers too, but yeah. peacock. Peacock. That's a good answer. Okay, you you said earlier you were from the what did you call it the sausage tube tube meat yes. something. Okay. You're from Wisconsin. Yes, I am. So you can talk to this issue. You have some some clout mm -hmm. in this game. Uh, sure. What is the best kind of cheese? All of the cheeses. No, you have to pick. I have one. to pick one. Yeah. Um, curveball. Mm. That uh, rogue. What is it? That blue cheese? I, crater, think? The, I think it's the crater, the crater like, like blue. Blue. Yeah, that like world champion cheese. That mm -hmm. is really good. Okay. Actually. Okay. There's, that's not a joke. That No, you're being serious. I can tell by your face. Yeah. You're taking this very seriously and I appreciate that about you. Yeah. Cheese we're, is no laughing matter. Cheese on, is serious business. It is. We're on number seven and this is a movie question. Okay. okay. What movie would be better if it were a musical? I'm going to say Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, I think that Han and Leia could have some really sweet moments over song. Yeah, that's good. And Chewie, I mean. Darth Vader singing. And that dancing. feels like kind of a John Silva answer, but we'll take it. Hey, Star Wars. At least he'll enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I would probably. Singing skip. and dancing. Just all of the stormtroopers doing that, too. Oh, yeah. That. Or just the Ewoks. Giant kick yeah. line. Okay, we're, we're gonna, already happy. We're going to keep going. Keep I don't going. know. I think we're on number eight. Keep this right. train a roll. Do aliens exist? Whoa. Maybe? <laughs> I don't. I can't do better than that. This is That's actually my students ask me that a lot, and I'm like, I bet they do. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. You could. This is when people are Googling it and Probably. pasting their favorite article into the comments. Sure. Of whether or not aliens exist. Do it. Now, there was some I'm footage down. earlier this year from the Pentagon, so yeah. I don't know. I know. There's, yeah. Okay. And the last question. Number 10. Are you ready? Finally, this is over for you watching it. Okay. 
Is this next bit of information coming from John Absolutely going to be helpful? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like you knew what I, I was going to ask. Your sentences. That's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Let's find out. We're going to find out, John, yeah. what you got. Here you go. There are a lot of voices right now, just a lot of people talking. And it does, it feels like there are, for most issues, there's two sides that are pulling at us and saying, you need to follow our side. And once you do follow our side, you need to be against the other side. And it's kind of what we talked about last week, where we, it, it's polarized chaos. There are two sides to every issue, and everybody on those sides are like yelling at each other and trying to just figure out where do we go from here? What do we do? And it's, people are talking in circles, trying to talk over each other, but talking in circles, kind of saying the same thing over and over. And it's just this... Same words, just different faces over and over. And right now, I know it, for me too, it feels safe to just stick with our camp, stick with our tribe, right? Stick with the, the people that agree with us and stay in this safe bubble of agreement. Oh, and then, so say, stay with the people that agree with us and then ghost everyone else who even closely disagrees with us because that's a threat to our side, Right? But what we're saying is, there's a better way. What we talked about last week, there is a better way than just having to pick one polarized side and then fight the other side. See, the better way is individuals choosing to love other individuals with the love of Jesus. It's, it's, it's a better way. It's, it's the way that accepts everyone, has, has room for everyone and every viewpoint. And last week we, we saw that this whole better way starts with allowing God to change our thinking. Allow him to transform how we think about the world, how we think about others. That life isn't just us versus them. It's not just if, if you win, then I lose. And we, and we talked about this overarching idea, this question that really we can apply to almost, we can apply it to everything in life. What does love look like? And you know what? That is helpful. And it's simple. And it's powerful. It can change your life to ask that. But then, and maybe you experienced it this week, if you, if you tried what we talked about, uh, you try it. And you get in the real world. And it's not easy. It's, it's hard. See, it, we realize it's a simple thing to say. And a simple question to ask. And it could change lives. But then you ask, what does love look like? And there's real people there. And they do not make it easy, do they? We actually try to love them and then they don't let us. They, they want to fight us. They want to attack us. And so this love word, it's been a big deal in our culture, in our society. I mean, probably since, you know, maybe before, but at least since, you know, the 1960s hippies. Thanks, guys, for bringing love into the, the national conversation. But this idea of love, I think, you know, we try it and then we give it, we give up because we realize, you know what, this love thing, it, that's a nice ideal, but it doesn't really work. I mean, like what if these people that I'm, I'm supposed to love are really, really wrong? What if they won't, just won't listen? 
what if they just keep attacking me? I try to love them, they just keep attacking me, and they won't let it go. Like, then am I okay to fight back? Am I okay to, to then attack them because they just won't let up? I mean, come on. We have freedom of speech. Why can't I just say what I, what I want? And by the way, the Constitution isn't the Bible. The Constitution is amazing, but Jesus follower, it's not the Bible. I'll just leave you with that. But... We have freedom of speech. Yes, we do. And it's amazing. And it's great. So if I have freedom of speech, can't I just tell these people off? Isn't that the American way? Just tell them what reality is and tell them how I really feel. Like, when, when, John, how, much, how many times do I have to love until I can finally just let them have it? Or maybe you're thinking this, and, you know, there's a lot of arguments when it comes to love. But, you know, really, John, that's... This love thing is, it's nice, it's sweet, it's cute that you think, you know, everybody can love each other, but that's not how things get done. That's not how the real world works. Things don't change just because you're loving. Well, here's the thing. Maybe, maybe we don't understand love. Maybe what we think it is isn't actually what it is. Because, honestly, real love is the strongest force for good in the world. Now, if you're not a Jesus follower and you're watching, we are stoked that you are watching this. We made this for you. We designed a whole church for people who don't normally go to church. But this message, I'm going to be talking a lot to Jesus followers. And I want you to stick around. I want you to see kind of an, an internal conversation between Jesus followers. Because, you know, often we say we follow Jesus, but we forget to act like it. And I want you to see what we are trying to be, what we were designed to to be. I want you to see what we're inviting you to be a part of. Now, for all of us, you're going to be tempted in the next 30 minutes to think of them, right? The other camp. For 30 minutes, take a breath and think of me. Think of, not me, but you. Think of yourself. Don't think of, oh man, I wish they could hear this. No, They're, you're hearing it. So what are you going to do? So let's worry about ourselves first. And you know what? Later on, you're going to try to kick against what we're going to talk about. Because what we're going to talk about is extreme. It's counterintuitive. We don't want to do it, especially as Americans. We don't want to do what we're going to talk about. But honestly, it is the only proven method to really change the world for good. So I invite you to try it. Whether you're religious or not, what we're going to talk about, you are invited to try. It doesn't hurt anything to try something for a little bit. Even if you're not religious, I want you to hear about maybe there's a different way. And so this different way is talked about uh, the Apostle Paul, who went around the ancient world starting little groups of Jesus followers called churches. And he wrote a letter. We call it the Book of Romans, but it's just an, a letter he wrote to ancient Jesus followers in the city of Rome, the capital of the world's empire at the time. And he's writing to them saying, hey, this is what it means to actually follow Jesus. This is what it means to follow Jesus in a culture that is polarized in and uh, often against each other. And he's writing this letter about 20 years after Jesus had his ministry and, and died on the cross and, and rose again. And so like that's just 20 years between. So think it's like, for us, it's like the, the Y2K fun or the, the Bush-Gore election excitement that we got to experience. Just, and that was just 20 years ago. And so 20 years after Jesus, Paul's saying, here's what it means to follow this guy that you've heard so much about. So he's writing to Jesus followers. And here's, here's what he says. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. 
Don't pretend to love. And see, that love, a pretending kind of love, is the love that we are used to. That's the love that we, we think of when we think of that, you know, we just all need to love each other, man. It's based on feelings, right? It, it, it's just words. It, it comes and goes depending on the conversation or the arguments. This love most of us think of when we hear love. See, this kind of love, when things get hard, you either leave or you attack. Or you attack and then you leave. That's the love we've tried. That's love that doesn't work because it's just a show. Other translations say, uh, let love be without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy was a Greek word talking about actors. It was about, you know, the Greek actors who would wear a mask and become a different person. Paul's saying, don't love like that. Don't let your love just be a mask where you kind of become a different person. You're nice to people, but then you, you leave them and you talk bad about them and you don't really love them. It's just a show. Saying one thing and doing the other, right? He says, don't pretend to love. Really love them. A sincere, a, a genuine love. Not just trying to feel it anymore because you can't force yourself to feel something. Feelings just, you can't control feelings. What he's talking about is real love. The word, the Greek word there is agape. Agape love. This is unconditional. No matter what you say or do, I will choose to love you. It's a type of love that in the biblical writings only can come from God. It's God's love for us. I was trying to explain this to my, my oldest kid. He's, he's seven years old. And I said, Danny, there is nothing that would make me stop loving you. And so we have this game. I say, so what, what will make me stop loving you, Danny? And he's like, uh, if I steal something, no, nope, I'll keep loving you. Uh, if I kill someone, no, I'll keep loving you. And he thinks, he's like, but what if I kill you? <laughs> and I said, I would still love you, but now I lock my door when we go to bed. Just kidding, that's dangerous. But he's saying, really love them with agape, unconditional love. What it is, it's putting that new thinking that we talked about in the last episode, putting that into not just feelings, but putting it into actions. Because true love, real love, is active. It's not something we just feel. It's something we do. And Paul goes on. He says, hate what is wrong, hold tightly or cling to or cement yourself to what is good. And when we read that, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, we often think, okay, awesome. So hate what I think is evil, easy, and hold on to what, what we think is good. Perfect. So I hold on to what I believe and what they are believing is wrong. Perfect. Paul's saying exactly what I'm, I'm thinking because what I think is wrong is obviously wrong, right? That's where this polarization comes from. It's just more polarization. Us, us against them, that type of thinking. See, uh, for Jesus followers... That's not how we think anymore because our thinking is being transformed by God because we are, as of last week, giving our bodies, all of us, as holy and living sacrifices. Giving up all of us for God's point of view, for God's kingdom. We give up our rights to be right. We give up, I give up my tendency to judge and categorize others. This idea is, it, it's about seeing people through God's eyes, that they have worth, that they have value, that we care for them as we care for ourselves. See, for a Jesus follower, our measure of good 
what is good, the good that we're supposed to cling to, doesn't come from our culture. It doesn't just come from moralism and, you know, what's good for you is good for you and that type of thing. It doesn't just come from our feelings. Our measure of good doesn't come from our political party. A Jesus follower's definition of good comes from Jesus. What he thinks is good is what is good. We love what he loved. We hate what he hated. And what did Jesus love? It wasn't rules. It wasn't a, uh, a culture. It wasn't a, a nation or power or anything like that. What did Jesus love? People. And what did he hate? When people were mistreated. When people were, were kept from knowing their worth to God. That's what made him angry is when people were kept from God. Check it out. Read, read the gospel accounts. The gospel accounts are basically the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life. Start with John, Jesus' best friend. And he explains what it was like to actually see Jesus walk on earth and talk to people and love people. Check that out. And so the question is, not what does just love look like, but what does real love look like? And Paul goes on. He says, love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Another way to say it is be devoted to one another in love. Devoted to our ideas, devoted to our political party, devoted to our camp, devoted to people that look like us or talk like us or think like us. No, be devoted to each other. Our devotion is to the person, the person sitting next to us, the person sitting across from us. See, because we're usually devoted to our side, our view, or our party, right? You know, that person who disagrees with you is still a person. Is still a person that Jesus died for. Jesus died for people he disagreed with. That he knew, because he was God, that he knew were wrong. He, he died for people of different races, of different views, people who had evil intentions and had evil actions. He died for people who were intent on killing him. The same death he died for you, by the way. Why? Because of agape, unconditional love. Because people, all people, race, nationality, creed, all people, gender, matter to Jesus. See, Paul is inviting us to be devoted to one another like that. That's love. And he says, delight in honoring each other. Give preference to each other. Make it a competition to honor each other more and more. Because, it's this, because of who you are to God, you are worthy of honor and you have value. See, that's love too. Love means putting people over viewpoints. People over viewpoints. You might be thinking... And it's okay to argue with me. I can't hear you. You're fine. You can pause it and yell at the screen and then keep playing. But you might be saying, yeah, but, you know, how do we do that when they are just wrong? How do we love like this when they are wrong? Like when they are seriously against you? How do we cling to good? There's an answer, but you're not going to like it. Paul actually gives us a, a three-step program. It's simple. But it's not easy. It actually takes strength. It takes courage. So remember, I warned you. But this is what this is what Paul says. This is how we love people who are against us, like literally, like seriously against us. 
He says, bless those who who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Step one in our three-step program is pray for them. Not to pray for them to change their mind. Dear Lord, they are so wrong. Please let them change their mind so they think like me and so they're finally right and they can enjoy being right. That's not, no. Don't pray that they will change. Don't pray that they will change their mind. Pray for them. Pray that God will do good in their life and that they will see God doing good in their life. Yeah, but they don't deserve that. No, they don't deserve it. Neither do you. See, the biblical writings say that God causes the rain. And by the way, in the biblical writings, rain is always a good thing, Oregonians. But God causes the rain to fall on everyone, the good and the bad. He does good to people before they are for him, just like he has done for you. He says, pray for them, bless them, but don't curse them. And we're not talking about like magic and like, boom, you're cursed. You're now a frog. He's saying, don't curse them. Don't insult them. Don't attack them. Don't dehumanize them. It also, it also applies to what you type, by the way. He's saying, if you truly want to love, love people in everything you say. And he would probably type now and everything you type and tweet and all of that. Don't curse, don't assault, don't insult, don't attack. And if you're not a Jesus follower, I'm, I'm going to encourage you to try this. You don't have, what do you have to lose? Try it. Because the inter- an interesting thing happens. Even if you don't believe there's a God listening to you when you pray, when you actually pray for the good of someone or you know send good vibes out, when you pray for the good of someone who is against you, your heart starts to change. You start seeing them not as an enemy, but as a person. And it allows you to do something that you probably weren't able to do before that. And what Paul says here, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Step two in this idea is exercise empathy. Empathy, not agreeing with them, not always agreeing and all that, but attempting to understand Attempting to understand their thoughts, their feelings, where they're coming from. Listening. Why are they so angry? What is it about this topic that gets them so riled up? Where are they coming from? What is their past experience? Why are they heartbroken about this? What are their concerns that are making them feel or have this point of view? And often we read this, you know, mourn with those who mourn. And we say, okay, so if my friend is sad, then I need to go be with them and just sit and listen, right? Well, that's good, but Paul's not talking about our friends. He didn't say when your friend uh, persecutes you. He says when people persecute you on purpose, mourn with them. Celebrate with them when they're celebrating. See, I don't have to approve of a person's actions in order to be for them. I don't have to approve of their actions to try to understand where they're coming from. This type of empathy, this type of understanding when somebody is purposely against you, attacking you, really, there's only one one way this is truly possible. It's that transformation of the heart, transformation of our thinking that comes from God. It's God's agape love, God's love in us towards others. We're loving others with God's love, not our own love, his love. And when God changes your thinking, he changes your categories. Like I said, people aren't enemies. They're fellow human beings just like you. 
think about it, Jesus on the cross being crucified, knowing that he was right and they were wrong, that he had done nothing wrong, said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He understood their motives. He understood where they were coming from and that their actions didn't actually portray their, what they knew was going on. Like they didn't actually know what they were doing to him and who he was. See, those who we disagree with are people with the same fears, the same hopes that we have. They have a background that has shaped them just like we do. And the more we understand that, the more we can empathize. The, and, and the less conversations become battles, and, but, but become chances to share, chances to come together, chances maybe to change. Both of us change. But that takes work. It takes practice. It takes exercise. That's why I said exercise empathy. And when we do that, we see the number one enemy of peace and unity start to lose power. Pride. Paul goes on. He says, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Practice humility. Step three, practice humility. Don't think you know it all. Ouch. <laughs> I know that hurt. that hits me. Right? Usually we say, you're wrong. And not just because I disagree with you, but I disagree with you because I see things more clearly. No, I have more information than, than they do. I, I have better information than they do. I, I see it more clearly than you because obviously they're blinded by their politics and I see the facts. They have a limited view and experience, you know, but I, I've really, I, I, I have the inside information. All opinions are biased. You can't get around that. All opinions are biased. They're based on our thinking, our history, our experiences. And so humility is being willing to ask, am I letting my biases get in the way of my view? Humility is saying, maybe it's time to give up my right to be right and listen. Ask questions, not to, not to oppose, not to ask a question so that you can build your argument or trap them in their thinking or anything like that, but ask questions to understand. It takes the focus off of you and puts it on them because they have value. They have worth. Ask questions like, what do you think about this? How do you feel about this? What is your experience? Or, or, you know, tell me more. Not so that then you can answer, but so you can listen and keep understanding them more and more. Being willing to listen instead of forcing our way or our perspective on everyone else. Because if we are going to find a better way, we all have to be willing to admit that we could be wrong in some way. And that takes courage. The best way might not be your way takes courage to even ask that. Which, by the way, this whole idea, unheard of in ancient Roman culture. Might makes right. If you look weak in any way, you are out. This was ridiculous to the Romans, the, who Paul is writing to. But then some people tried it. And they realized it works. And more people tried it. And it changed the world, and now love is part of our national conversation. So what does real love look like? Pray for others. Work to empathize. Have the humility and courage to listen and maybe reevaluate our viewpoint. And when you do that, like I said, you might not like it. You're going to want to give up and go back to fighting because that feels good. 
feels good to get all his frustrations out and 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 fight against so we have this enemy this them out there this uh, mystical them that we want to fight against but that just gets us right back where we started that's what we've been doing for 200 years it's easier to dig in where we're familiar because that feels safe it's easier to dig in than venture out into new territory to try something we've never tried before it takes practice it's going to make us uncomfortable so start just a little bit at a time start with praying nobody knows you're doing it start with praying for somebody and don't worry about perfection celebrate progress more and more each day because if god loves us if god actually cares for us we don't have to fight for our own opinion we're going to talk more about that next week but we can change our usual script and start seeing different results because if you want to see change in the world change how you love those in it and you'll be amazed at what happens so i'm inviting all of you watching whenever you're watching this uh this series is taken out of the chapter romans 12 read that read that whole chapter romans 12 you even get a, a head start on next week's stuff once a day for this week romans 12 easy little chapter read that once a day this week and see what does this mean to me what is this saying about god and what is this saying about how i interact with other people because there's a better way than what we've been trying to do it's a simple way but it's not easy it's a difficult way but it's effective it transformed every culture it ever came into contact with patrick of ireland you know saint patrick he started his story as a slave to the irish and then he, he escaped from slavery, went back to probably England, and he felt God's love for his former captives. And he went back to Ireland and changed this culture from a um, Celtic human sacrifice type culture, might makes right if you're weak, you're out, to a culture of love, to a culture where people had worth. People who, who had nothing to offer to society still had worth because they were made in the image of God. That's what this way does. It changes cultures. It still empowers real change in real people's lives. And so much is at stake right now. This is an interesting time. There is so much at stake right now. This is not the time to keep trying the same thing, expecting different results. We need to have the courage to try something new. But it's not really that new, is it? It's 2,000 years old. It's the one thing that has truly ever worked. Because real love is the only way to change the real world. So Aaron and Monica, back to you. Wow. <laughs> right in the head. Okay. Yeah. Get a paper cut? Uh, we'll see. Okay, no, cool. Not. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you for those words. Uh, you guys can always read the transcripts um, or um, click on the link in the description. It also has like the handout. So like the main points that John talked about, um, some of the discussion questions will be coming up on your screen soon. But um, again, an encouragement to read Romans 12 this week every day, which is a good one. We'll have the link below too. If you don't have a Bible, it's on the internet. You can just click on it um, or you can read it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so reading Romans 12. Keep reading. Yeah. Well, it's about that time. Oh boy, that's when Aaron gets his napkin out. Get my, my prop out for this week's giveaway. <laughs>
and this is where I want to fix it. Ah, uh, do so. Thank okay. you. Uncle Troy's Barbecue is the giveaway this week, and we'd like to congratulate Pamela J. Pamela J, you are the big winner this week. You're going to have yourself some barbecue. Exciting. Uncle Troy's is a food truck in Kaiser. Lots of good barbecue stuff. We still need to get over there. We're going to get over there. Yep. We're going to buy the gift certificate. Cornbread, ribs, smoked meatballs. Psyched about that. Yep. So that's this week. And then, uh, oh, for next week, the next week's giveaway, because we love to give stuff away. How do they enter a giveaway? Well, they would have to like like or comment. We're we doing the, the two for one again. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> liking or loving or wowing facing. <laughs> that's one that's one entry, right? Yeah, you're doing and great. Commenting or sh wait, is commenting one too or is sharing is two? Commenting is two. Commenting is two. Mm -hmm. What if you share it? Sure. The video. Two. Two. We can't, we see can't track that. We Never can't mind. track all the shares. <laughs> I retract that. We have a retraction a week now, so. <laughs> this um, is this week's retraction. That's how it is. Yeah, you can like stuff or if you comment, that's two entries mm -hmm. for the Truffle Shuffle Salem. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, so I have a short story about that. Okay. Um, it's so good. <laughs> that is a like, short story. <laughs> but okay, so which part do I want to share? We I got as a gift, as a thank you gift, I got a, a flight of five truffle shuffle truffles. And it was uh, Mexican chocolate, orange, Mexican chocolate, orange, and Mexican chocolate. So I just ate them all oh. in a row. Yeah, you did. And then I asked Shauna later, like, what's a serving size? Is it, is it a whole flight like that? And she kind of laughed at me. Um, which is probably the she is a, she has a sweet she, laugh she's super funny. you know it's um, cool shauna's been doing um these live um cooking cooking things because she also cooks for um saint paul's episcopal she's oh, an okay. excellent cook so she's been doing these live cooking events on facebook it's been super fun that's awesome yeah double threat if you can make dessert and meals right that's amazing yeah pence is a lucky guy yeah, so awesome. thank you shauna and we're looking forward to giving that away next week so go ahead and react or comment if you're on youtube comment below you'll get your two entries in there and we'll raffle it off let's do it yep that's right so Pamela, we'll be contacting pamela yeah, we'll j for her uncle troy's uh gift certificate we're pretty excited about yeah. that one okay that's it for our show mm -hmm. for this episode if you want to sign up for a group you can still do that mm -hmm. um the link is in the comments below if you want to be in a small group you want to talk about this stuff in a real life way uh we still have um we're still taking people to sign up for those groups. Yeah. Yep. Please do hurry. Do it. Groups have Do started. it this week. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're starting, starting this week. So sign up. But it's never too late. No. Yeah. And then um, if you're a kid, there's online stuff on our website. So go ahead and check those things out too. We don't want to leave you out of the fun. Nope. And then the third thing is, oh, paying it forward. So we, this, all doing all of this does cost a little bit of money. So yeah. if you want to pay it forward, donate to Cross Creek. It's a great way to keep a good thing going. And the link is in the description below. So we'd love it if you'd consider uh, giving to Cross Creek. It's not a number amount. Nope. It's just if God puts it on your heart um, to give to a local church, we would we would accept that. Yep. All right. That's it for us. There's a fourth thing. Well, I mean, there's questions coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, what if somebody's new? Oh, yeah. Did we say yeah, that? I think we Fill did. Fill up the welcome card. Yep. Yeah. It's on the, it's, a, it's right there. Let us know. Yeah, let us know your here. We answer questions. Oh, we'll we... send you a $5 e-gift card for doing that as a thank you just for saying hi. Yes. So go ahead and fill that welcome card out. That's it. That's it. That's it. So for this week. Back to our dance party. Well, how do you do it? <laughs> it's, it's, you oh, you're going to get up. Okay. Get up <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>